Hello there and welcome to Fabulous Folklore, the podcast for all things folklore, occult and just a bit weird. I'm your host Icy Cedric, blogger, fantasy author and your guide into these rather mysterious realms. I've got some rare things to show you, so come on in, take a look around, but be careful not to touch anything. These things sometimes bite. Well, hello there, and welcome back to Fabulous Folklore with me, your host, Icy Sedgwick. Now, this is going to be a little bit of possibly an experiment because I read an awful lot of books about folklore. I review books about folklore, and at the moment, they're on my blog, but if you don't visit my blog, then you don't get to see my reviews. So I thought what might be quite nice is if I actually did audio versions of the reviews sort of once a month so that you can then find new things to read, add to your reading list, maybe ask for for Christmas, or treat yourself. And that way I can spread the love about all the excellent, excellent books that are coming out that are about folklore or inspired by folklore. So if you are an author and you have a book either about folklore or it's a novel that's inspired by, I'm more than happy to give it a review for you. If you email me at icy at icysedgwick.com, we can sort something out. Otherwise, and obviously if you're a publisher, actually, if you have anything that you want to give a little bit of love to, again, give us a shout and we can sort something out. But anyway, so I'm going to kick off our first book review episode with a couple of books by the same author because then you're they're linked. They worked well together. And the first one is Accused British Witches Throughout History by Folklore Thursday's very own Willow Wincham. Now, I'm obviously, as you probably gathered if you've listened to the rest of the podcast, massive fan of all things to do with the history of witchcraft. So obviously when I saw that Willow had written this, I remember asking for this for Christmas and it was actually way back in 2016. And I think I pretty much read it on Christmas Day and Boxing Day. That was how much I enjoyed it. Spoiler alert, I've just ruined the rest of the review for you. Anyway, basically the book, very, very good. It examines the stories of 11 British witches. So it's quite good for really digging into their stories. And Willow starts in Ireland in 1324. And the final witch is actually 1944. So that obviously is quite recent, all things considered. And while most books on the history of witches focus on general themes or trends, and obviously I will be reviewing some of those in upcoming episodes, we only really learn the names of the accused if they actually fit into the story as proposed by historians. Whereas Willow reverses this trend and she actually gives the British witches back their identity. So by focusing on their story and their experience, Willow sort of takes this narrative and relates it to the wider context. So approaching the history this way around, she puts the story at the forefront of the book. So the themes kind of fall out of the story rather than the theme coming first and the story just illustrating an example. So while yes, they're case studies, they're not case studies in that kind of way of them being there to prop up an argument. The argument comes out of them instead, which is actually, I think, a much better way of doing it. Now, these British witches do regain their voices, but Willow also manages to inject humanity into her narrative. And the records provide the facts as reported at the time, but Willow then provides the interpretation for us. And to be honest, I like the fact that 
just focused on such a wide period of time because when you think about it society changed an awful lot in 620 years i mean you know you've got 1324 we don't even have the church of england yet by that point and then 1944 we're towards the end of the second world war in one hit century so you know there's there's quite a lot of history going on there and because of that the change in attitudes then can appear across and through the case studies so instead of just taking a snapshot of the witchcraft hysteria between 1580 to 1630 for example she's been able to show the evolution of social forces so to be fair the book really is a history of rural society as much as it's a history of witchcraft and a lot of the books on the history of witchcraft as practiced by british witches can tend a little bit on the dry side and some of them even take older books as gospel but thankfully Willow avoids this trap by just underlining what we simply do not know. So you can draw your own conclusions based on the evidence. And I think the biggest takeaway I had reading the book was about the numbers involved. And yes, people threw accusations around like they were going out of fashion. And yes, the accusations no doubt led to arrests. But I was actually surprised at how many women went free or basically otherwise escaped the death penalty and, and were punished in some other way instead. So it's entirely possible that our ancestors weren't as superstitious or as hysterical as they're often portrayed to be. So I highly recommend Accuse British Witches Throughout History for anyone who's interested in either British history or the history of witchcraft and the witch trials and all that kind of thing. And it's a particularly solid read for anyone who's interested in social history as well. And it was very, very easy to give that five stars. Now, staying on the topic of our lovely Willow Winsham, I also got her second book and I got that at the back end of 2018 and I think I read that one again in two days. I think it was when I was on the train going down to Bart's Pathology Museum to give a talk on the representation of the head in horror films because, you know, that's how I spend me, me Halloween. Anyway, so England's Witchcraft Trials. The subject of witch panics and witchcraft trials obviously still remains quite a hotly contested one, even in these more enlightened times. And I actually posted an article about northern witchcraft trials back in November 2018 that didn't end in execution, somewhat surprisingly. And one of the accusations actually occurred as late as 1867, and the accuser ended up paying damages to the accused. There was a slightly indignant person on Twitter who took the opportunity to correct me that you couldn't ignore centuries of burnings because not all trials ended in execution and at no point did I actually say that we could. Obviously though these trials clearly still weigh heavy on modern minds and quite frankly they should because I, I think that even now there's still a little bit of a ripple effect going on throughout society. This is my problem with the whole witch thing. People tend to throw the word around quite easily without really understanding what's behind it and that's why both of these books are quite valuable so obviously an accused willows looked at this range of accused women so we obviously learn about their lives and so on and they get their voices back that have been stolen from them basically when they pass in the official records that were not written by women whereas england's witchcraft trials extends the narrative even further and what she does is she uses a very similar formula in five chapters for five different examples of witchcraft trials. So we start off with the build-up, if known. Then we move on to the events as the contemporary commentators believed them to have occurred. And obviously a lot of that comes from pamphlets and newspaper articles and so on of the time. 
And then we learn the fate of the accused witches. And finally, Willow then gives us some kind of objective analysis which takes everything into account and places everything into some kind of context. And while these are quite famous cases, because you've got the Witches of War Boys, you've got the Pendle Witches, you've got Matthew Hopkins, the Witchfinder General. Yes, they are famous, but Willow still manages to get quite new insights from them and she takes quite original perspectives on the stories. And I think the fact that the cases are well known, it doesn't detract from the book's value because in some ways, because you're already marginally familiar with them, you can engage with them in a, in a slightly different way than you would if they were completely new to you. But it's the contextual element that's perhaps the most vital part of the story. Because without it, these stories basically stand in isolation and it's very, very difficult to see any commonalities. So it's Willow's weaving of the literature of the period in Europe into the narrative that's a very clever one. So, for example, uh, a lot of the confessions contain elements that are familiar to writing on the subject from the continent. So think about that. How would a largely illiterate woman living and working in rural England, she wouldn't have had access to these writings. And at first, their confessions would describe elements of witchcraft that are far more common to ordinary folk practices that people would have just understood and accepted. So where exactly do these more sensationalist aspects really come from? And... When the historical record states that they gave their confessions freely, just how free were these women, it's entirely possible that they were being led by their captors who had been reading these sensationalist things from Europe and that's why the narrative changes. But it's this kind of thing that comes out of studying the cases in this particular fashion. And it is obviously also worth noting the social and economic aspects of the witchcraft trials because many of these women were poor and they were reduced to begging from their neighbours. And the Witches of War Boys case is particularly notable, considering there was such a class difference between the accused and the allegedly tormented family who were basically middle class. So how many women avoided the noose just because they were better off? You do have to wonder. Anyway, some of the stories have actually since prompted calls for pardons for the women involved. But alternatively, you could keep the injustice alive because it also keeps their memory alive as well. And with any luck, we won't slide into another period in which a person can be put to death because of their difference within the community. But I mean, you just have to look at the McCarthy era in 1950s America to show how easily persecution can erupt within a group. You get it even now. So I don't necessarily think the humans have learned much. So is it worth buying? Absolutely. It's ideal for fans of English history, but particularly the 16th and 17th centuries. So if you're interested in witches and witch panics, it's a really level-headed, clear read. It's accessible for non-historians, but it's also quite rich and well-written. So Willow's level of detail is absolutely immense, and she brings to life these vivid characters and their stories. And in a way, that makes what happened to these poor women all the more horrifying. They might have been brash, they might have been argumentative, or they might even have been proud of their witchy status in the community, but they were still human. And if you if you love Accused, and you've already read it, and you want more, then this book should satisfy you. And if you haven't read Accused yet, well, I'd recommend getting that one, and England's Witchcraft Trials at the same time, because they do make such good companion pieces. So, 
that was my first book review episode. Obviously, I'm just going to do these once a month because if you're anything like me, your to-read list is already long enough as it is and you don't want one of these every week as well. So I'm going to put them out at the end of the month, which will also give me a chance to uh, catch up on my backlog of reviews and so on as well. If you want to let me know what you think of these book review episodes, you can tweet me at AC Sedgwick or you can drop me an email. I give you the email address earlier. Or leave a comment on my blog. You know the drill by now. Uh, So otherwise, I hope you have a fabulous week before the next episode or a month ahead or whatever. And I hope I will speak to you again soon. Cheerio. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope that you enjoyed it. If you did, feel free to subscribe using whichever podcast app it is that you prefer. If you do use iTunes, if you could leave me a review, that would be fab. Basically, it just means iTunes are more likely to recommend this to other people. And if you're interested in more folklore, please feel free to swing by my blog, which is www.icsedgwick.com. And that's Sedgwick spelled S-E-D-G-W-I-C-K. And you can find all of the links, images and other bits and pieces that hopefully you enjoy. So have an absolutely fab week ahead and I'll see you soon. Cheerio.